In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. So in today's gospel lesson on this third Sunday of Advent, we hear more about John the Baptist. And John the Baptist is a very interesting character. Where he falls in our big history of salvation is very important. And so we're going to take just a minute to look at kind of the fascinating way that our story has unfolded. Because all a long time ago, God appeared to Abraham. And God appeared to Abraham and made a promise. And that promise was that God would come for us. That God would make Abraham's descendants to number the stars and that they would go all over the world and that God would be with us. And now, as we go on from Abraham, there was a period of great activity. Our Bible story tells us that we get Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. There is all this moving around, all this activity, relating with one another, and then the Hebrew people end up in Egypt. And there is this great period of silence. For 400 years, There is really no word from God. The people are enslaved. And then, out in the wilderness, through fire, God speaks to this random guy who has no real skill set, who can't even speak properly, and tells him to go and save the people. And so Moses does. And then that brings along this period of great activity again. Moses takes the people out of Egypt and Joshua takes them into the promised land. The kingdoms are built. We get the great kings. Then we get the decline. Then we get the exile and they return and they rebuild the temple. All of this great activity happens. And then there is this long period of silence again. And for hundreds of years, there is no real prophetic word from God. Until a voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. John the Baptist is such a critical person in our story because John ends this second great period of silence. John cries out and reminds the people of the promise God made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago and tells them that that promise is going to be fulfilled. John is this critical person that gathers everyone's attention and begins to point toward Jesus. But you see, even though God said that he is back, even though John the Baptist said God is back in this big way, even John the Baptist is somewhat confused about who Jesus is. And that's what brings us to today's gospel lesson. Even with all of the excitement around Jesus' coming, John himself isn't quite sure if he got it right. Let's look at today's gospel lesson. John is in prison. Now imagine he is, you know, I love John. John is a crazy person. And we certainly know that if John, like he was, were to show up outside of St. Michael, we would what, invite him to leave, right? I mean, yeah, he is a lunatic. He looks crazy, he's yelling a lot, certainly doesn't seem safe. John finds himself in prison. He probably would have found himself in prison today too. John is in prison and he begins to hear the stories of what Jesus is doing. And the stories of what Jesus is doing is not exactly what he expected the Messiah to do. And so John begins to wonder. John 
kind of feels confused. John is uncertain. He was so sure that Jesus was the one. He was yelling about Jesus to anyone who would listen, but now he finds himself sitting in a dark, dank cell, hearing about the random things Jesus is doing. And so he sends word to Jesus and asks kind of an important question. Are you really the one that we have been waiting for? If we're honest, we sort of know how that feels. I think most of us have had some kind of experience in our lives, maybe multiple experiences, where everything seems to come together and it's beautiful and we know God is real and we know we are loved and everything is awesome. But most of the time, our lives are not those mountaintop experiences. Yes, we can point to those moments, and perhaps those moments can sustain us, but most of the time, we find ourselves kind of off the mountain. And if we're sort of brave enough to admit it, we probably do find ourselves in those low points asking, God, are you really the one? Are you really for me? Are you really the one who will help and sustain me and carry me through? John the Baptist here in this moment is asking that same hard question. And it's normal. And it's something that we might all ask. However, it is Advent. This is the third Sunday of Advent. And it's sort of strange to read a gospel lesson like this today. I mean, look at what we are staring at. Don't you think we should have like some sheep and some donkeys and we should be talking about Mary and the baby Jesus, right? We should be getting to the fun of Christmas. So why in the world would this story be here on this third Sunday of this sacred season? We're hearing from John again, even though we've already heard from John. John is reminding us again and again that God is sort of unknowable, unpredictable, does not come to us as we would expect. See, John did what he was supposed to do. John prepared the way for the Messiah. John rallied the troops, excited the crowds, drew attention to Jesus, made himself second so that people would find their hope in the Messiah, in Jesus himself. John did what he was supposed to do. So why then does he find himself in prison? Now, I know I love this time of year. If you know me at all, you know I can kind of get a little overboard at Christmas. I love the lights. I love the sounds. I even change all the ringtones on my phone to sort of kitschy Christmas music because this really makes me happy. And I can remember in seminary, I was totally the kid who we would celebrate Thanksgiving. And while the dishes were being done, I was decorating for Christmas. And all of my, you know, these kind of good Episcopalians who certainly will tell you it is Advent. It is not Christmas. You should not decorate for Christmas yet. That is not me. You see babies right there. And most people have already been told this morning that Jesus should not be in the manger yet. Whatever. I am happy to have Christmas for six weeks. It is really okay. However, we can all find in this rush of the season that we get to Christmas a little too fast. We can, if we are not careful, shoot straight for the fun and the joy and the happy place and miss that our story is much richer and fuller and more dynamic than all of that. 
For many of us, we can be so busy in this season that we forget that for, I bet, many of us sitting in these pews, Christmas is not all fun and games. It is not all happy. Christmas reminds us of people we've loved and lost. Christmas reminds us of the imperfections of our lives. Christmas can make us vulnerable. And I want us to take a minute to just kind of lean into that just a minute. John is sitting in prison in this story. We have been given the opportunity to kind of play with the idea that life is not perfect, that what we do is not perfect, that we are not perfect. Asking the kind of question that John asks today can be a little scary. Is Jesus for us, for each of us? That kind of question can be a bit scary because it leans us a little too much into vulnerability. And our world tells us that's not really the good place to go. Our world tells us that we are to be strong. We know that our world preys on weakness. Most of us from early on are taught to be smart and be safe. We're taught to take nothing for granted, to cover all of our bases. And we try to hide any insecurity or weakness that we have behind a big house or a successful job, anything, even failures, in order to distract us from our imperfections, to distract us from not being in control. But of course, we all know that even when we try to be in control, a tornado can strike. Even when we try to be in control, those words like cancer or downsized or divorce can be breathed into our lives and shake our foundations. And in those moments, which can at seasons like this seem all too common, we are invited to hear the words that Jesus says to John. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. Jesus, in our lowest points, in our weakest places, in our vulnerability, reminds us that God's presence and reality and love is big enough for anything, can sustain us through anything, can lift us up when we fall and can bear us all the way. This, in short, is what we prepare for during this season. Christ, our Emmanuel, draws near to us, near in the flesh and blood of this little baby, just so that we know that God is with us forever. God comes to us in our misgivings. God comes to us in our disappointments. God comes to us in our heartbreaks. God comes to us regardless of who we are and what we have done. And nothing we can do will ever separate us from God's full, profound love. God came in the person of Jesus, not for the strong and the proud. God came in this little baby for the weak and for the vulnerable. In other words, God came for us. God came even for you. As we prepare for Christmas, 
we are invited to be brave enough to ask the question, Jesus, are you the one we have been waiting for? Because it's not until we ask that question that we can really hear the answer. Yes, just for you. Amen.